because I'm not going to care about college Nobody basketball does. until maybe January, as I'm trying to figure Only out who Vexler my brackets does. are. I well, Vexler and the degenerate gamblers, and then I'll watch it in March. <laughs> are you saying that Vexler's a degenerate gambler? No, I said Vexler said and the degenerate oh, gambler. Very nice of you to include that. All right, ready? Welcome back to the Unrestricted, folks. Jeff Vexler, Richard Carnahan, Walter Pasacrita, and Bob, our studio host. What's Man. up, gentlemen? How we doing? Fine. Well, we're missing Richie. That's, is that why you're glum? Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's because your Jets got destroyed last night. Three hours, I can't get back. <laughs> the, the Jets played to their expectations. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that, that's not what I expected to see last night. I expected a better football team. Listen, the, the defense is very good. There's no doubt that they're one of the best defenses in football, but their offense is unwatchable. Yeah, that's they're it. pretty bad. That's it. That's your Jets, and let's move on. Okay. That's exactly why I thought they'd lose. That's why I got another 50 bucks in my pocket because I played against them last night. Well, the Chargers, they, the Chargers aren't any good either, so they wouldn't scare me. No, so. they don't scare anybody, but they're a lot better than the Jets. Hey, we got a lot to get to today. Cowboys with a good loss, maybe, against Philadelphia. The Spurs, great wins and bad losses since we've last seen you. James Harden made his debut in a Clippers uniform. Texas wins in overtime against Kansas State. The win of their seasons thus far. Uh, college basketball tipped off. And the NFL... Oh, oh well, you sorry. don't like college basketball. Okay. I, I dozed off. Sorry. And, and the NFL big <laughs> games actually lived up to the hype. Wally, we are brought to you by River City Refuels. Yes, we are, Mr. Bexler. River City Refuels. What the hell is that, you ask me? I'm going to tell you. It's a company run by a local guy, and it's a vending machine for your business. So they come in there, they put the vending machine right in your business, and then all you have to do is enjoy it. It's tailored to you and your employees' tastes. So whatever you guys like, you like ramen noodles in your uh, vending machine, they got it for you. Whatever you want. Freshly's Donuts, Candy, uh, Jeff's Parliament Lights. Whatever you want, they'll stock it up. You don't have to do it. It's a cashless system. It's perfect. You'll love it. Uh, there may even, yeah, there's going to be donuts in there, Jeff. Of course there will be. Good. So if you're an office building, you know, an apartment complex, a small business, a large business, whatever you are, River City Refuels will take care of you. Call him today at 630-5973, 630-5973. They can even put, like, toiletries in there, like Q-tips for Bob's ears. Uh, it's perfect. 630-5973 for River City Refuels, Jeff. Are Excellent. you claiming that Bob has, like, Dirty ears? Well, no, I that said, is such an insult. I would have said Richie, but he's not here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with Dallas. Okay. Okay. Let's go. At Philadelphia, they lose a very close football game, a game of inches, quite literally. Is it what you call a good loss? No, there's no good losses in the NFL. You only have a certain amount of these games. But this is a typical Cowboys loss. This is how they always lose football games, whether it's a, a clock management problem, the quarterback makes a mistake, one of those things. And it's, 
it's the same problem time after time after time. They've had red zone issues the entire season. I just what, don't see it that way at all, Walter. Well, you can you don't have to see it that way. I'm telling. That's why I'm here to point it out. <laughs> have they not had red zone issues all season? They have, in of fact. Of course they have. So here's and and this is this was evident right right in front of you. All you had to do was turn on the last 30 seconds of this game, and you knew you could you could tell the entire Dallas Cowboys story. Let's see. First. First and goal from the Philadelphia Six with 27 seconds to go. Penalty. No kidding. A penalty on the Dallas Cowboys for false start. There's a shocker. That never happens. Yes, it does. It happens all the time. Uh, no play. First down at the Philadelphia 11. 27 seconds to go. Shotgun. Dak Prescott. He gets sacked. No kidding. Bad decision. That never happens to the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. No. Second and 21. No huddle. Prescott. Pass. Incomplete to Tolbert? Why would you pass the ball to your, I don't know, third option, perhaps? Stupid play call. Third down, 21 from the Philly, 22 now. With five seconds left to go. Oh, let me guess. Another penalty on the Cowboys. I mean, uh, Do you sense a, 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 a theme a, here? A theme here? <laughs> Not only a theme here, but have you seen this movie before? Of course, delay of game. How the hell do you get a delay of game penalty with, with five seconds, ten seconds to go? Because that's what the Cowboys do all the time. And then they give uh, a Prescott pass to C.D. Lamb. That's your number one guy, but oh, it's oh so close. They can't get it into the end zone. Why would you run a pass play that doesn't go into the end zone? It stays out of the end zone. Makes no freaking sense. <laughs> McCarthy once again with clock issues. No kidding. The team, how, how many times has the Dallas Cowboys run out of time in a football game? It Every happens. time. Man, slamming of the glasses on the Every table. Time. Well, I got to wear them now because I made the print too small, as I explained. But this is what they do. How do, how do you? I get it. I get it. They, I get it. And, and why didn't they clock the football after the sack? It made no Look how much time they lost. They lost 16 seconds. Stupid. Yeah. I mean, they, they found ways to lose that game. That fourth down play on the goal line, that was a bad play call. Oh, the, that the wasn't quick bad out execution. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad play call. Yeah, because he didn't get into the end zone. Yeah. And a bad route run by him. I mean, you could say by an inch, but still, is it him or is it the coach? How do you how do you not coach your player to go into the end zone? That's you know. It's, listen, we complain about those calls all the time, but they probably look at it like, okay, you run it here, and then you can force your way into the end zone. It never works. Never. I got to tell you. I'm taking away from it a good loss, and I'll tell you why. The emergence of Ferguson. He is finally there. Jake Ferguson is finally there. He looks like an actual weapon. He went for almost 100 yards. I think it was 97. CeeDee Lamb went for 191. Again, looking like an actual number one ride receiver. I don't know. I feel like the game is looking up for the Dallas Cowboys. That's a road game against a really good team, and it's a game lost Basically because of two one-inch calls. Ferguson's touchdown that wasn't a touchdown and Dak's two-point conversion that wasn't a two-point conversion. I mean, if you take those plays and add two inches, the Cowboys win that football game. I don't think it's that bad. I'll give you a little it's bit more. It's not that bad. I'll but they never do the little things to win a football game. That's the problem with the Cowboys. And that's the one thing that we see with them 
all the time. They just, they're just so, they're oh so, oh, they're almost, they're almost there. Oh, he almost caught the football. Oh, he almost got in the end zone. Oh, is Dak Prescott just, he hadn't stepped out of bounds. He got his toe off. But that's what they do all the time. That was kind and, of a wimpy play by Dak. I want to point that out, by the way. You got to go at contact to make sure you don't yeah. go out of bounds. And, and it's a good loss insofar as the Eagles are a very, very good team. Maybe one of the top two or three teams in the NFL right no now. No question. So it's a good loss insofar as that, which just means the Cowboys are going to do Cowboy things. They're going to make the postseason. They're going to get knocked out in either the wild card or the divisional round, and their season's going to be over. Sounds well, like the rest it right of it. now. Well, yeah. well here's <laughs> and listen. I've said this the entire season. The Cowboys' season is all about the postseason, and that's assuming they make the postseason. Because if they don't make the postseason, then then it's clean house time. McCarthy's gone. Dak is gone. Uh, and it's time to move on and rebuild and, and go in a different direction. Uh, if they do make the playoffs, uh, they still have to. They still have to win. They can't. They can't be a one and done because if they're one pl- and done, everybody goes. Is, is agree. That, is that how the playoffs work? You have to win to move on. Well, yes. no. <laughs> well, I, I was I, just explaining I to you because he's got the I, I, I paper you. clip in his ear as we speak. <laughs> no, right? and, one I, and done. Uh, is everybody gets cleaned? Yeah, I. Uh, no. No, I just don't feel like that's the way Jerry Jones has been operating. I feel like he's happy having his yes men, and he's got his oh, yes men crazy. in place. Yeah, one and done. Trust me, everybody. If it's one and done for the Cowboys, they will be. They will all be fired. And and the Cowboys, looking forward, have have a good chance. The Eagles are going up a pretty uh, going up against a pretty good tough schedule. Okay, and, and then and then when they meet again in December at Dallas, if Dallas does a good job moving forward and Eagles kind of stumble against good opponents, they have a good chance to win the division. And like everyone on Get Up was saying this morning, nobody has repeated in the NFC East for the last 20 years. Therefore, the Cowboys are winning the NFC East. I got to tell you, there's a decent likelihood that come four weeks from now, when Philadelphia comes to town in Dallas, that the Cowboys and the Eagles are tied with record. Listen to the Eagles' schedule. At Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, then at Dallas. If Dallas takes care of business, they're going to have the same record as the Eagles coming into Dallas in four weeks. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So bright sides. Jake Ferguson, tough Eagles schedule, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak Prescott played pretty well, okay? Let's not shit all over Dak just because it didn't come out in a win. He played a good football game. He threw a he lot a of great. Played a very good football game. He, lot, but that's he, what you see out passes. of him. Yeah, he, he played as good a game as he could play, and they still lost. And they still lost. Spurs have had great wins. Wait, before, you get, to the, oh, oh, before you get to the Spurs, the, you know, when you watch, if you watch the Houston Texans game, and oh God, the, way they, Stroud. And the way they finished the game, and won their game was such a was such an example for the Cowboys to to follow. It was unbelievable. You know, you got Stroud goes to Dalton Schultz with fourteen uh, for fourteen yards, and then they call a timeout because they have timeouts left. It was a beautiful two minute drill. Yes, it wasn't in, even in less than a minute. It right? was it was forty six seconds uh, yeah. forty six seconds to go on their own twenty five with two timeouts. Dalton to uh, Schultz makes the first catch, 14 yards. Then he goes back to Schultz for six yards. Timeout number two. CJ to Noah Brown to the Bucks, 41 yard line. They just did everything just crisp. It was 
attention to detail, all of those things, uh, getting out of bounds when they're supposed to. And that's the difference. The, and I'm not saying the Texans are better than the Cowboys, but the, but the Cowboys don't seem to get out of bounds when you're supposed to. They get out of bounds when you're not supposed to. They just, <laughs> they just don't. That their attention to detail, the Cowboys, is lacking, and that's going to be a big problem for them until they get a new regime in there. To your point, that C.J. Stroud drive was an absolute thing of beauty. It really was. And to get yeah. that win the way they got it, look, the Texans are kind of real. Like, kind of real? They'll, they'll here's be a what playoff ki- team at this point. Yeah, here's what kind of yeah. real means. They're in a bad division that they still have a chance of winning. Yeah, and see, I mean, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. No rookie's ever done it. Nope. Yeah, what I see, 470 passing yards, most passing yards by a rookie in a game in NFL history, uh, and his 40, 147.8 passer rating, the highest single-game passer rating by a rookie quarterback in NFL history. And I don't think anyone's done 450-plus with five TDs and oh, no interceptions. Unbelievable. That's correct. Nobody's ever done it. And listen, uh, I'll, I'll take the credit for it. I told you about C.J. Stroud about a month ago. I said, you, I said to, on, this, on this freaking podcast, C.J. Stroud is special. You were not the only one, by so, the way. So, on this show, I was, damn it. So, so, if, you're, so if you're a Carolina Panther <laughs> fan, are you, again. So if you're a Carolina Panther fan, are you a little pissed off right now? You have to be. I mean, you just have to be. You got the wrong guy. I, I actually heard somebody say on one of the ESPN shows, man, the Houston Texans are lucky they, lucky they got the second pick. <laughs> you know, um, though, that situation is a lot like, you know, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. You know, yeah. there was there was the half the league had Ryan Leaf, half the league had Peyton Manning. You never know. It's a it's a coin flip, and unfortunately, you picked the wrong way. Hopefully, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Hopefully, yeah. Bryce Young doesn't go the way of Ryan Leaf. Let's just hope for that. Um, yeah. Cowboys. I'm still saying it's a good loss. The Spurs have had a week since we last did a podcast of great wins and bad losses. They got wiped out last night by the Indiana Pacers, but. Two wins against the Phoenix Suns since we've last since we were last together. Come on! All right, let me let me just I'll throw this line at you. Okay, what do you you are just the, such a naysayer, dude? No, no, it's, that's not where I'm going. This. Do you remember uh, in the uh, in the movie uh, Field of Dreams? Do you remember this part uh, when the redhead lawyer is on the field and all of a sudden the players appear to him? Yeah, sure. It all of a sudden it clicks clicks in his head. Ah, so that, you're a redhead now. That was yeah. That's what yeah. Let me pull my <laughs> pants down. I'll show you. Um, <laughs> that was me on Thursday night in the game against the Phoenix Suns. All of a sudden I'm looking at the screen. I go, holy crap! Now I see. Oh it. Oh my god! You know what? And here now I, you've seen the light. I have seen the light. And here's and and I'll I'll make a great a, a couple of great points for you, folks. Oh, good! I love it when you make great right. points for us. Wemby to me, and I, I don't know if I sent this to you or not, but I make the comparison to Wemby uh, with Shaq. And here's why I compare him to Shaq because both of those players, Shaq and Wemby, they had body and they have bodies that can dominate. Both of them. Shaq, when he came into the league, was so big, so strong, he could dominate. Unfortunately for Shaq, however, he never had the drive that he could. Because Shaq should have been the greatest player in NBA history. He should have been, but he just didn't have the drive. Wemby has the drive. 
He has the drive to be the greatest player. And there's an NBA executive who came out this week who said that Wemby will be the greatest player ever in the NBA. You think, though, Shaq finished as the eighth uh, leading scorer in the entire league, but he finished 10,000 points behind Kareem. 10,000. Think about that. So even though he finished eighth, he still finished well beyond Kareem. Kareem had that body also that obviously could dominate. Yes. But Shaq was the same thing, and I think that's what we have with Wemby. And the one thing, this is where I made the mistake. I underestimated Wemby's height. Oh, really? And that's really hard. That's it's not that hard. Was, I mean, I mean, it was really it was a secret. It was hard to underestimate. It was a secret. It was listed. I I understand that, I, and I'm not saying. I didn't realize he was seven foot four. It's not, it wasn't about that. It's about the fact that he can dominate with his size, um, like we haven't seen a player. And it's it, it, again, it goes back to what I said originally about him: is that his drive? His drive is his biggest thing that he has going, and I'm sure that's the that's the one thing that attracted all the uh, all the uh, the Spurs uh, brass and everything to him in the first place. Son his of a bitch drive. competes. Son of a yep. bitch really competes. That he was wants my, to be the greatest player ever. Remember, that was what I told you last week was my favorite part about Wimby. Other than, you know, the, the, the obvious that you watch, which is the fluidity of movement for a guy his size. The other part of it is that he competes. He wants to be that guy. He's got a little asshole to him. He wants to dominate. He doesn't just want to be out there you know, contributing by sitting in the corner and knocking down threes. He wants the goddamn ball. Like it's pretty damn impressive. And if you're if you're running a a a line through the games where the Spurs have been embarrassed, I see two things that that the games hold in common. There was the embarrassment against the Clippers and obviously last night's embarrassment against the Indiana Pacers. One, sloppiness with the basketball, major turnovers where the Spurs just don't take care of it. And guess what? They don't have a point guard, so it's not that surprising. Secondly, they don't seem to use Wimby as their um, flywheel on the offensive end. What does that mean? He's supposed to be the concentric guy, right? The ball's supposed to hit his hands the way Jokic plays on offense, where... The possession really doesn't start for Denver. Yeah, the offense goes through Jokic. That's what I'm saying. The offense needs to go through Wemby. That's what I'm saying. He at least needs a touch because his gravity on that end of the floor, the way it flexes a defense just to get a touch for Wemby. You watch. There's 10 eyes from the five guys on defense that go immediately to Wemby on every single touch. It is now, but that has to change because you – and we've seen games here now. And, and listen, I first of all, I don't care what the Spurs do in a, in a game at this point. My, uh, my only interest is watching Wemby develop because the team still isn't good enough to make the playoffs anyway. Uh, so – but the, the one thing – is I want to see Wemby what he does, and he, you know, he's he's like the point guard in the middle of the floor, and you can't you can't but you can't double team him because he's so freaking big. What is double teaming going to do? Well, he's going to pass over it every yes. single time if he needs to, yes, so, and if, so and if I he think wants to shoot over double it. teaming him, I think they'll stop doing that, and they'll just because. He's going to be a guy that's going to get his. It's up to the Spurs to determine how much he gets. 
And if they, if Wimby wants to score 70 points a night, then he's going to be able to score 70 points. It depends on what the Spurs want to do with him. Because why can't you why can't the Spurs just throw the ball up into the air, into the low post, and Wemby turns and scores. Well, that's what they did against Phoenix for the entire fourth quarter. Exactly. Was so they, they finally figured out that if you are passing the ball to Wemby, you don't throw it to the rim, you throw it to the top of the box. Yes. Right? It's an it's 12 feet in the air, not 10, <laughs> for goodness sakes. Yes, because 10 feet, somebody only can got get their hands on it. 12 feet, 12, they you can't. can't. Yes. No, that's exactly right. That's it's, what I'm uh, telling it's you. It's unbelievably complicated, right? <laughs> It's not. But I th- again, I think teams are going to do a better job of defending him, and maybe they're already onto it. But if if, t- if a team's going to double-team Wemby, that's just asinine. That makes no sense to me. Uh, a, a plan to stop Wemby is not going to be created. No. you. Yes, it is. The way you're going to defend Wemby is you're going to be physical with him, and you're going to wear his ass down. Do that's you all think there is they, to it. Do you think teams don't already have that circled on the calendar? Yeah, but not every, not every team has a guy that can be physical with him. You'll is going to kick his ass every single sure. freaking time. But not every team has Phoenix doesn't have a guy that can be physical with Wemby. They just don't. Okay. And that's why they torched him. Let's talk about the Spurs' future. When they do play Nikola Jokic, I think Wemby's length is going to give Jokic a lot of problems. Because he, even if you get physical into Wemby's body, I think his length is still there where he's going to be able to bother okay. Jokic's shot. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about tomorrow night where Wimby makes his debut at the Garden. Woo! Is that must-see? How expensive must do you see think? Must-see for who? Look, you just said a minute ago. New York City doesn't give a rat's ass about Wimbayama. You are so fucking wrong. They don't care. You, you are so they fucking don't, wrong. They don't care. They don't know anything about him. And, and if, uh, you know, you'd have to be a diehard NBA fan to know anything about Wimbayama at this point. Oh, Walter, you're dead wrong. On oh, my side. God. No. You're not, you're yeah. not paying no, attention I'm, to Twitter. Yeah. Okay. The entire world. That's all I do is on Twitter. The entire world is tuning into Spurs games and turning off Spurs games when Wimbayama checks out of the game. People are oh, people are that. people are asking to get updates on their phone on the NBA app for when Wimbanyama is in the game, just so they can turn to that channel. Dude, don't tell me. Yeah, but you're asking I, New York, you're asking New York City basketball fans to go see something they don't know anything about. They don't. They don't care. They don't what? care. They don't. First of all, it's the New York sports fans don't even know the NBA season's going on. They don't care. They will be sold out. They will be interested. Every Nick game is sold out. They will be interested, Bob. I I agree with him that nobody cares about the NBA before Christmas. I'm going to give him that. No, that's not true. New York City doesn't care about New York. New York City doesn't care about anything. So, but, but, but the answer to all your questions is money. On the secondary market, you can't get a ticket right now for less than 120. There you go. $120 to get into a Nick game? Mm -hmm. That's nothing. That's a that's a that's pocket change. What are you kidding? The, the Spurs charged more for opening night was one hundred forty nine dollars to and get then into it the went game. Down no, it wasn't. And yes, then it went down. I went to opening game for fifty two dollars. Yeah, that was on the secondary market. The Spurs. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was Ticketmaster, brother. That's second. Well, uh, well, when the when the Spurs had that ticket priced at one forty nine, not a resale, but it was one forty nine. That's why they were one of the uh, greediest uh, greediest franchises in the. In maybe the they opened world. up more seats. Look, I'm loving watching Wimby. Um, let me ask you a quick question before we move to the next topic. If I gave you an over-under 71 points, David Robinson's number, in his career, what would you give me for Victor Wimbanyama? 
Will he reach 71 points at some yes. point in his career? Yes. Will he go for 71? Mm, sure, why not? Okay. All right, why Bob? Not? Yes. I think the better question is how long does it take him to get to there? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what we're seeing from Wimby is that when he starts to dominate, he dominates in spurts, doesn't he? Um, he'll go four-minute stretches where he puts up 12 points, 15 points. This is okay. what we're seeing from him. If he's going to have a game that goes four quarters like that, yeah, he's going to go for 71. He's he's a baby. Seven games into his NBA career, and and admittedly, there's not much of a supporting cast around him, but he leads the Spurs in scoring, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Are you not entertained? <laughs> and, here's, and, and with that all being said, I'm going to call out Greg Popovich as Uh-oh. being as being full of crap. And when he talked we about lost that, our media pass again. He talked, that, <laughs> he talked uh, to the media and said just that he fell asleep during the ping pong ball game at the NBA draft. That's such bullshit. Are you kidding me? Greg Popovich fell asleep during – you have a chance to get this kid, and they knew more about him than all of us knew about him. And you're going to sit there and tell me that you fell asleep, and then you got told, hey, uh, hey, Pop, you got the number one pick. Okay, that's great. I'm going back to sleep. You've got to be kidding me. What human being on this planet would fall asleep after being told, hey, you just won the freaking Powerball? I'm yeah. going to take a nap. See you because later. I don't Are believe, you kidding me? I don't Pop, believe you're, full, you're full of shit. Because, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Because the Spurs had, had already gotten the communique from the NBA front office that they were getting the pick. The fix was in. Um, that's the only <laughs> way that happens. Um, real quickly, before we move to uh, more big news, James Harden made his debut last night. Yeah. Had 17 points in a loss to the Knicks. He was a minus 18 in his time on the floor. Cancer. We're going to see how that goes. For no one's no one surprised. Cancer. Um, and, Texas, again, and once again, the Clippers paid way too much. Yes, they did. Texas won an amazing football game against Kansas State on Saturday. Were you guys glued to that thing as I was? No. No. No, really? I was, I was busy working, so I didn't see it, it until later one, run. One of the best football games I've watched this season. In a weird way, it's an even bigger win than the Alabama win. They got it done in overtime, and wow, Kansas State. Oh, my. Going for it. What? Well, no, I mean, talking about big games or great games. What about that Washington-USC uh, game? Also a great game. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so let, let's let's uh, let's start here with the who, – uh, who do you think is in – let's go back to the, the question everybody's talking about. Who's in the final four? Okay, right, this, so, is really, this is really difficult, okay? No, it's not. Yes, Ohio, it is. <laughs> Ohio State currently, and the new poll comes out today, right? Ohio State was number one. They got Michigan State, Minnesota, Michigan left, and the Big, uh, Big Ten winner, I think we can all agree, is in. Uh, yes, that's right, okay. but that's, that's one of two. That's either Michigan. Who or Ohio State. Or Ohio State, and right. I know you're going to name Michigan as one of the four here in a second. No, not necessarily. It's either okay. Ohio State or Michigan. It won't, I don't think it'll be both. Well, your top, your, your, it, your top four is Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. Okay. Right? It's, it's that simple at this point. But, right. but who's in the question of who this final four is, and I don't think, in my heart of hearts, I don't think they're going to do anything with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh before the end of the season. So I'm not going to take any of that nonsense. That's uh, and yeah. listen, they may have cheated, they may not have cheated. I don't know. I don't care. I don't, I don't think, think it'll think, bear fruits I, this season. No, I, th- I don't think so either. I actually disagree with both of you. Really? I, th- I think it's the, coming. I think the Big Ten is going to do something, and then he's going to appeal it. So it's it's going to end up being a non-issue. But the Big Ten is going to do something. Yeah, um, they may do something, but it won't happen at, in this season. Uh, let me let me uh, say so, let me say something real quick before you go back. Go to what you're talking about. All right. 
Um, Texas was not helped by the OU loss this weekend. No. I know I know that all Longhorn fans love it when the Sooners lose, but when they lost Bedlam at Oklahoma State, that was not good for the Texas Longhorns. Bad Go resume, ahead. bad resume. Go ahead, Wally. All right, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that point, but let's move on. Let's get them in order here. Georgia, number two. Uh, they beat number 12, Missouri. Uh, they got number 10, Ole Miss, left, along with at Tennessee and at Georgia Tech. So the SEC champ, I think we all all agree, is going to get in. I think Georgia could trip up and, and find themselves on the out. But they still might wind up winning the SEC championship, yes. even if they lost a game Absolutely. Like, like this one against Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah. They still might wind up winning the mm-hmm. SEC. Uh, and as I told you, Either last week or two weeks ago, a Washington will get in if they run the table. But running the table is not that easy for them. No, it's not. They, they got Utah, Utah at Oregon State, uh, and, and then, then Washington State, State and, and then of course you have the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, it's not so that easy. It's not that easy, but but again, Washington gets in if they run the table. So it'll I, be no. it'll be no, no. They're no. not an automatic. I mean, I, I I think it's all it's the it's the Michigan Ohio State game to end the season. That's going to determine whether or not we get one or two teams from that conference. If that game is close, it goes into overtime. I think both of those teams deserve to go in. Wow! So you do not think Washington's an automatic in a Pac-12 winner? No, I hate the Pac-12. I've always hated the Pac-12. You got to put two SEC teams in again. No, no way. No chance. Yeah, I, that's I, not I, happening okay, this year. Possibly. I don't think so. I still hate the Pac-12. All right, so so the fourth team is up for grabs. It's Florida State. Florida State's nine and zero, but they got nothing left on their schedule. That's They're, not true. That's not nothing. There's nothing there. Yes, it is. They have to play Miami, which is no joke. They're not. They're not ranked. <clears throat> they have Northern Alabama and at, who cares? And excuse me, they might as well be playing and, uh, UIW and at Florida, which is always an interesting game. That's a rivalry game. Yes, yeah, so th- those are games that Florida State could lose, but they're not. They're by winning those games, is it going to help them? No, but I think they're in if they go undefeated. You don't? I don't. Really? I don't. Well, then and here's okay. here's who I think they could, here's who could go if they run the table, and that would be the University. Of Texas. Ah, now you're coming around no. to where I've I been. Think, I think they could. They got to beat TCU on the road. And listen, this is not going to be easy for them. And they can easily trip up. I can definitely see Texas losing. But at this point, if they run the table, they beat TCU on the road, and they win at Iowa State, and they beat Texas Tech in, in Austin, uh, and then you got probably got Oklahoma State probably in the Big 12 title game. They win all of those. I think they get in. Ah, welcome to my corner, Walter. Really? I've been sitting here for four weeks telling you that I think Texas is going to the college football playoffs, and now Tex- you're finally here. Texas, I mean, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think they go. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I, I disagree with you. Yeah, what? I mean, they can. Did you not just say that? No, I did not. I said they will get in if they run the table. They're not going to run the table. Oh, that's yeah. your. That's what you're I saying. don't think they get in necessarily if they run the table. You, I mean, you have to have Florida State or Washington trip up. One of those two teams and, is going to have to lose. And Washington in their last three games are playing two ranked teams. So if they win out, that's an impressive ass resume. Yeah, they're in Flo- if they win I mean, out. Florida State, okay, they win out. They're not playing anybody except a rivalry team. I just don't see them putting in a one loss Texas team over an undefeated Florida State. I don't see no. that happening. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but it's going to get it, – it, look, this is the nut cutting here in the college football good stuff. Schedule. This is when it gets exciting. Yeah, no question Interesting about it. Interesting stuff. Um, um, go yeah, ahead. No, no, okay. you go ahead. Aggies lose again. Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. 
one of the biggest failures in college football in recent history. Yeah, it is. So it absolutely did, is. Do either of you guys watch SEC shorts on YouTube? I've seen them, sure. So this week, one of the scenes in, in their this week's video was A&M holding out, you know, asking for donations for their buy, buy out the coach fund. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeff Trailer's waiting. Yeah. At least I hope he is. Um, in their last 18 games against Power 5 teams, the Aggies are 6-12. and 12. Oh, that's not good. Speaking of UTSA, they won a game. No surprise. They're 5-0 and in the conference. Uh, they got a very beatable Rice game this Saturday at the Dome, followed by a very beatable South Florida team again at the Dome. It'll all come down to a battle at Tulane on Black Friday, which should be an, uh, it'll be for a spot in the conference title game. It was announced yesterday. That game will be played on ABC at 2.30 in the afternoon on Black Friday. That's you awesome. Cannot, you cannot get anything bigger than that. This will be the biggest game in the franchise's history for UTSA on that uh, on that Black Friday. I don't know, a big screen TV for 50 bucks at Walmart? Is that bigger? <laughs> that's a little bigger. No, no that's sorry. a huge game for UTSA. And this is this is what Frank Harris came back for to uh to win a the And listen, you guys could talk about bowl games all that kind of stuff. I don't care about bowl games because the UTSA bowl game, who cares? You know, they could play. No, I know what you're saying. You could play Boston College. Now, Boston playing Boston College up at Fenway Park would be pretty cool because you're playing at Fenway Park. Beating Boston College, who gives a rat's ass, really? It doesn't bowl... necessarily help you in the recruiting in the Boston area, does it? Yes. Winning this game against Tulane uh, and winning, and then winning the conference title game, that's what your season is about, not beating Boston College at some Fenway Park bowl game. Uh, Texas State, too, by the way. Uh, you got two teams here, and UTSA and Texas State are just on a com- unbelievable roll. And no surprise that J.G. Uh, Kinney is doing a great job at uh, at Texas State. They're 6-3. and three. They're bowl eligible again. But we've seen with Texas State before, they become bowl eligible. And unfortunately, they don't get an invitation. They need to keep winning. We are running out of time on this show. Oh, let, me, let me give you some again? stuff. Let me give you some stuff real quickly. Okay, go ahead. Uh, college basketball tipped off last night. Nah, and who cares? Why don't? Why don't? Okay, here's Be, my because question. Because it starts too fucking early. Here's my question to you guys: College football, I love it too. We all love it. It's not as good of a sport as college basketball is, and yet Ooh. it's not. You're crazy. No, the sport itself is run so poorly. There's not the great matchups. There's not the great end of season tournament. The NCAA basketball tournament is as good as it gets. Yes, but that's all it is. And that's and and that's and that's the reason why I don't care about college basketball in November. Because I'm not going to care about college Nobody basketball does. until maybe January, as I'm trying to figure Only out who Vexler my brackets does. are. I do. Well, Vexler and the degenerate gamblers, and then I'll watch it in March. <laughs> are you saying that Vexler's a degenerate gambler? No, I said he Vexler said and the degenerate. Oh, I'm sorry. That's very nice sorry, of you to uh, include oh, by that. The by, way, the, by the uh, way, Jeff Vexler is a degenerate gambler. <laughs> How do you know? Because I had St. Mary's last night beating CSU Stanislaus. Do you know what the final score of that game was? Uh, let's see. 125 to 43. You are so fucking close. 107 to 28. <laughs> 107 28. St. Mary's over CSU Santa Slaws. Why don't you just watch a WNBA game while you're at it? Santa Slaws. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, why do I got to so put a shot in like that? Talking about St. Mary's, did you see a different St. Mary's? The one in California. That's the one I'm talking about. St. Mary's of California. Well, their women's basketball team okay. was up by 22, 52 to 30, 
and then lost. Oh my God! Oh, the that's two hard to do. Twenty-two-zero overrun. Yeah, their men's the team. Grand, the I'm Grand sorry, Canyon Antelopes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Can I just say something? Who the f- cares? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, get us out of here, Wally. That's it. We're done. No, get us out of here. Give me your quick takes. Oh, you want quick takes now? Oh yeah. my God! Now I gotta find them. Hold on. Let me see if I have any today. I had so much. Uh, uh, okay, uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. What happened to my my stuff? All right, never mind. Uh, Bill Belichick coaching tree has died. By the way, it's always <laughs> it's been dead. News. It was dead to Josh, start with. Josh McDaniels gets fired. The players absolutely hated him. Think about the. Listen to this group of uh, folks: Romeo Cornell, thirty-two <sighs> and sixty-three, no playoffs. Eric Mangini, he should he shouldn't have been fired by the Jets, but he was twenty-three, twenty-five. Matt Patricia, thirteen and twenty-nine and one. Jim Schwartz, twenty-nine yeah. and fifty-one. Joe Judge, ten and twenty-three. Bill O'Brien. He was pretty successful, 52 and 48. Brian Flores, 24 and 25. Brian Dayball, he looks pretty good right now. 11, 13 and 1. Nick Saban, 15 and 17. Oops, that tree's dead. Bill Bill Belichick, best coach on the field ever. Not the best coach in the NFL. There's a lot ever. of reports that he's going to get. Uh, he's going to get. He could get fired oh, during the season. Oh, he's I not am, getting fired. Not a chance. Not no a chance. chance. Not no, a chance. I'm with you. I would be. That would be one of the biggest shocks ever. Is that all you got for your hot takes? That's it. All right, wow. man. All I got, man. Tell them about River City Refuels then. You know, I thought there was something else I had to tell you. Oh, good. Let's just wait while you think. Can't of remember. It. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Tea time today at noon. Me and me and the boy. We're gonna try to, you know. You're gonna have to remember get a better, where you're get him going, a better schedule, better score this time around. Yeah, so you, you think guys you don't can make put up a 111 again. <laughs> That's so mad. You know what? Here's the thing. Here, I'll I'll go to this. I'll go this way. So there's in high school golf, and I I wasn't. I I never play. I didn't play high school sports. No kidding, Wally. Um, (laughs) Uh huh. But high school golfing is really bizarre on, on this level because they don't do anything. Like they, they. What do you mean they don't do anything? They don't do anything. Like the coach on the high school level doesn't do anything with the kids because they don't want to get in the way of the kids' coach. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they don't do anything they're with swing the kids. Coach. So unless they're playing in a tournament, they're in the class and they don't do anything. Yeah, that's a good job. Zero. It's That's a, a good job. job for some extra money. I think a lot of people have have noticed that over the years. <laughs> a lot of golf coaches who don't give a shit. I mean, I'm, I, I, our golf. I, I think my son's golf coach cares and all that kind of stuff. But they don't do anything with the kids if there isn't a tournament going on because they don't want to mess with anything the other coach is doing. Yeah, which is insane. That's so asinine. I said to my son, I said, "Why don't you?" I said, "That coach that you have should be showing you. I don't know. Go get a, Go get the DVD of Tiger Woods' last Masters win on Sunday. Put that on for forty-five minutes. The last forty-five minutes of that round. Sure. Something along those lines. Put it. Put it. Any kind of video. Let them do something. Put inside the inside the class into a cup. Something for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah, teach them how to putt. Teach yeah. them how to chip. I mean, Something. usually they have swing coaches. They're not necessarily out there putting and chipping and all of that. But anyway, yeah, it's interesting how the, how it all uh, works out. But anyway, uh, River City Refuels. Um, this is this is a company that is knows what's going on here, folks. Uh, he's a local guy, so it's Puro San Antonio. Uh, Elena! That that AT and T commercial on the radio drives me crazy. Oh my god. Oh, let's get the wedding going. Uh, anyway, this guy's a local guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's, what, is, what is he saying? 
Gosh almighty. He's saying it really loud. Okay, this is going to get cut off. All right. <laughs> River City Refuels is a local business. It's a vending machine for your business. It's an actual vending machine. That's, you know, the old-style vending machines where you pull the pull the knob. What did he just say? Pull the knob. Excuse I don't me? know what the hell he's talking about. <sighs> anyway, it's a vending machine, and they put actually put things in there that you will buy. So, you're, you know, you're not looking at a, a pack of donuts that was in there from 1970s. No, you get fresh Stuff that's tailored to you and your employees' taste, whether it may be especially donuts, maybe it's ramen noodles, maybe it's, you know, Q-tips for Bob's ears. Who knows? Whatever you want, pack a, a Parliament Lights for $1.25. I don't know. But it's a total cashless system. They stock it. You don't have to do anything. All you do is enjoy it every single day. It's wonderful. Call them up today, 210-630-5973. They'll get an arrangement. Bring the machine into your business Office building, apartment complex, whatever it is, 210-630-5973. River City Refuels. Call them today. Like See and subscribe. Thanks for joining us on The Unrestricted. Like Thank and you. subscribe. Have another donut, Bex. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh -huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh -huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh -huh. It feel good because you know it's good.